This is It Was a Thing on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the dregs of humanity. Episode 175, submission number 1089, The Star-Spangled Banner. The good, the bad, and the what the wedding what? You know, guys, as long as there has been TV in America, there has been the Star-Spangled Banner in America on TV. It's something that is literally the birth of American television. Well, aside from that watch thing that WNBC put up in that display video. You know, the watch thing. That's another episode, by the way. The Boulevard Watch ad that started all of America watching television. But as long as there has been American television, there's been performances of the Star Spangled Banner on American television. Some were very good... Others, not so much. We're going to go over some of the most memorable ones on this episode. Because it is America's birthday. And America wants a birthday party. Isn't that right, my friends? Yeah! It's a party in the USA! Happy 245th, America! Thank you, Miley. Uh, At least Greg's not on a wrecking ball. No, that was last year with Hulk Hogan. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but yeah, Postamania. Postamania. We got our Hulkaroo. Postamania. Hostamania. Hostamania. Hostamania was where he was on the wrecking ball. Yeah, was... oh, Hostamania was when he was Eric Bischoff talking about eating the Hulkaroos and how he felt sorry for Big Bubba Brother. So, what are the rules here? Obviously, we're not talking about national anthems played during sign offs because that's another episode. And that's all pre-recorded. Yeah, have we even made that an entry the National Anthem sign-off? No, we have not made sign-offs as an entry. Okay, well, it is now. It's an entry now! Yay! And also, I think we should add, before we start, by no means are we mocking the National Anthem. No. We are not mocking America. We are basically poking fun at the bad performance. Yeah. As a note, we were originally supposed to do this episode last year for episode 71, but because of everything that was going on in the country at the time, we felt it would have been in bad taste to do the National Anthem episode last year, so we put Herb Abrams' UWF instead. Boy, was that a good episode. But this year, we decided it'd be perfect to do this episode because we are starting to somewhat get back to normal around these parts, so we decided to do it this year for your benefit, and boy, we have some great national anthems in store for you in this episode, and it will show that it has been worth the wait. Mike, Greg, and I are Americans, and we are proud to be Americans, to quote the great, who is that guy who welcomed America back to baseball in 2001? Oh, Jack Buck? Yeah, that guy. Joe Buck's dad? No, it was uh, Phillies baseball. Oh, you mean Harry Callis? That guy, thank you. Okay, so, all right, well, Jack Buck, Harry Callis, same thing. Eh, They're in a league of their own. That's another show. 
<laughs> That's also on the list, by the way. The 92 version. But yeah, we're talking about recordings of the national anthem on television that range from memorable to memorable for all the wrong reasons. For example, the benchmark of the national anthem as it airs on television is still Whitney Houston, Super Bowl twenty-five. Absolutely. But you got to remember that in 1991 for Super Bowl 25, America was in the Gulf War. So America was very patriotic at this point. Well, it would be after the Gulf War because it's in 1991. No, it was during the Gulf War. No, it it was early 91. It was early 91. So it was still. It was two weeks. Yeah, it was two weeks into Desert Storm. Yeah. So um, patriotism was really high. But also you had like the perfect stage, Super Bowl 25. You had a, a memorable event. Yeah, not to say a, a, any number besides 25 isn't memorable, but that, that's like a milestone number, 25 years. And you had two great teams. You had the Giants and you had the Bills. And they played one of the most epic games ever. And for that game to be started by maybe the most iconic national anthem ever, is just like by one the, of the chef's biggest, kisses, you'd say. But by one of the biggest stars on the planet at that time. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Everybody was all about Whitney Houston in the late 80s and early 90s. And she had such an angelic voice. Oh, my uh, gosh. You want to talk about the standard? This is the standard. Take a listen. Yes. Assuming YouTube will let us play it. Assuming YouTube will let us play it. Well, it's it's not a copyrighted song, so it shouldn't you know. It, well, maybe maybe the version of her song is maybe okay, but we'll play it in the regular episode, and yeah, yeah. Just if, it, if you're listening it, on YouTube, you can just go to YouTube and listen to it. There you go. And now to honor America, especially the brave men and women serving our nation in the Persian Gulf and throughout the world, please join in the singing of our national anthem. The anthem will be followed by a flyover of F-16 jets from the 56th Tactical Training Wing at MacDill Air Force Base and will be performed by the Florida Orchestra under the direction of Maestro Yaha Ling and sung by Grammy Award winner Whitney Houston.
still brings a tear to my eye. Yeah, it does. And I'll tell you something. They released it as a single. They released it as a single. And holy cow. It went to number one. It did. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. You know who played in Super Bowl twenty five? I just said the Bills and the Giants. Yeah, the Giant Bills and the Giants. But you know who played in Super Bowl twenty five for the Giants? There's a number Jim of Kelly. names that we could say. Bardo for the Giants. I was going to say Bardo's. Yes, the greatest episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force ever. Yes, and. I don't know if Greg saw this, but I was looking at 503 Sports oh, on I Facebook saw it. the other yeah. day. He was holding- yes! Today, I saw it. He has a picture of him holding his Philly Stars, some guy, a guy with a Philly Stars Bart Oates jersey. Yeah. That, uh, I knew you'd get a kick out of that. Oh, Philly Stars, baby. Jim Morris Sr. has the head coach. Oh, and Sean Mendetta was on the Philly Stars, too. He was on the Giants Super Bowl team. And like Greg said, one of the best episodes of Aqua Teen Hunger Force ever with Bart Oates. Oh, my God. Yeah. Enjoy San Francisco, Pansy. I hope you tear your ACL. Check this. Coming in at a close second was something that happened over the last six months, let's say. Oh? Yes. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Stephanie... Geminotta. Oh. <laughs> oh, you must best know her as Lady Gaga. The Gaga. Oh, yeah. Yes. She slayed the inauguration. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, let's have Lady Gaga right here. Ladies and gentlemen, here for the singing of our national anthem, accompanied by the president's own United States Marine Band, please welcome Lady Gaga. Mr. 
Oh, that's so amazing. You know what my dad always says about Lady Gaga, Chico? What does your dad always say about Lady Gaga? Give them Lady Gaga and they'll be Gaga forever. (laughs) Oh, I was just going to add, that was a beautiful start to a very beautiful day. Yeah. Oh, everything about that day was just... Even Even the weather. Even the weather. Even the, the weather, weather was even nice. Yeah. The weather was great that day. I remember I was listening to the performance actually in the car because I was on my lunch break. Mm-hmm. And then I got out and it was the because uh, I'm right across the street from where I work from a firehouse. And they always play a, like a, a siren at noon just to uh, just as a signifying point. That's the midday. And I got out in midday and hey, new era, new era, sunshine. Lovely. The National Anthem is not just made really good television moments, it's also made really good television episodes. And for example, the American Dad episode, In Country, dot, 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 Club. The center of the uh, whole episode was, here's Steve Smith singing the National Anthem. And not many people know this, or maybe a lot of people know this, but Scott Grimes is a very good singer. Oh, he is. He is an incredible singer. And when he sang the National Anthem, it was basically because Stan Smith, as you all know, is a stick in the grass. Oh. It's like Steve sang it. He sang it with heart. He sang it with soul. He sang it, and Stan was uncomfortable. So what Stan made Steve go through in order to teach him the proper, in air quotes, way of singing the National Anthem was a Vietnam reenactment. (laughs) Jeez. Oh my god! I wish I was kidding, I'm not. (laughs) This is how twisted Stan Smith is. Yeah. So, Stan Smith sends Steve to a Vietnam reenactment, and he takes it, because he is Steve Smith, to its logical extreme. (laughs) Right down to a case of PWRSD. Post-war reenactment stress disorder. My god. That's not a real thing, guys. Oh, thank God. That is as far from a real thing as you could possibly get. Oh, good. But it was something that uh, we had to go through until Stan ultimately learned his lesson and said, you know what? Sing it the way you want to. And we're going to play it right now, folks. Oh, Say, can you see by the dawn's early light? Girl, I'm gonna rock you in Freedom Town tonight. That's my neighbor's son. You know, you never felt so good. No, you never felt so right. Ooh, rockets bursting in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Can we describe what happened? Uh, basically turned, um, turns the Star Spangled Banner into a rip on Michael Jackson. <laughs> Complete with, yeah, um... Well, 
dancing. Yeah, well, we also have to mention that Steve disrobed to like a unitard. Oh, oh yeah, he disrobed to a unit. <laughs> uh, almost like a wrestling singlet, yes. <laughs> oh. oh, well. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Boy, I think I can do worse than that. Oh, oh really? Oh, really? Oh, I, I think I can. I'm going to take you back to a time called 1990. Oh? Oh, yes, 1990. And probably the biggest TV star back then was Roseanne Barr. Yeah. And oh, she did the national anthem at Jack Murphy Stadium before oh, a Padres game. Oh, and oh boy is all you need to say about that. Oh dear God, no. It was very crude. It was very eh, offensive. Plus also she really didn't sing it more than she she squawked it or yelled it. Oh. And yeah, and it may be the most disrespectful version of the anthem that I've ever heard. But and and she topped it all off with a little spit like a baseball player and on the side of the mound. Crotch. Do not forget the crotch. And oh yeah, she did the crotch grab too. Crotch grab and then spat. Uh, we'll give you a little sampling of her work too. I, uh, I'd say enjoy, but I, I don't know how you could enjoy this. You um, you can't. But no, you here can't. You here you go. Right now? I'll say, can you see by the time's early life what's so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming whose breath drives and rides down Oh yeah, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, I mean, it was so bad. Even Morty Brenneman, the Reds announcer, criticized that performance, calling it a disgrace. Because, as we all know, no member of the Brenneman family would ever be a disgrace during a moment on television. Nope. No. Nope. Never happened. No. Nope. Nope. nope that is not going to happen. No. Not at all. Not ever. That doesn't run in the Brenneman family. Nope. No, absolutely nope. not. No. Nope, nope. Not at all. Nope. We're making a reference to Tom uh, last year during a Reds game. You can't see it right now, but I'm winking. We made a joke about it in one of last year's episodes. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. And by yeah. the way, Nick well, Castellanos, well, hell of a home run hitter. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we could use a little bit of a palate cleanser. 
please. Okay, this is this is not a good one, but this is better than Roseanne Barr. I'm going back three years to 2018, and you know we, we had good renditions of the national anthem by music stars Whitney Houston. We had Lady Gaga, who, of course, as, as Greg's dad said. You know, give them Gaga and they'll be Gaga all day long or whatever. No, Gaga forever. Give them Lady Gaga and boy, they'll be Gaga forever. They'll be Gaga forever. Well, that that implies they'll also be Gaga all day long. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But one version done by a pop star, which I think is absolutely horrible. Oh, uh, Was the the NBA All-Star Game in 2018. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. It's better than Roseanne Barr, but that's not really a, a high bar to, to cross over. Oh, the Fergie version of the National Anthem? The Fergie version, yes. Oh, well, now Here we go. can you see by the dawn's early light what's so Twilight's last gleaming Whose bright stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gay laughing his ass off right now. <laughs> Wait, hold up. And the home of Okay. I got one thing to say. If the show image is not that transition of Draymond Green making that face, Mike, you have failed for this week. Mike and Chico, you have failed for this week if that's not the show image. Yeah. I'm, you know, Draymond you guys Green. Were laughing at that. I'm remembering this. Well, well, you you guys were laughing at Steph Curry at the end when oh, he broke out laughing. Everyone was breaking out. <laughs> Well, but the thing is, I was watching. They should have had a, a camera on Steph Curry for the entirety of that. Is that Jimmy Kimmel? Oh yeah, because you see, Jimmy Kimmel's got a face like, "Oh yeah, I got something from my monologue tomorrow." 
Yeah, but yes. but if you kept if you if you had a camera kept on Steph Curry through the entirety of this, if you look at it, maybe about 20, 30 seconds in, you could just see Steph Curry right there doing nope. Nope, this is not good. You can see him shaking his head. So I am not surprised he ultimately broke out in laughter. Yeah, you could see he, like, he was definitely giving a down vote as soon as it started. Essentially, you could just see like all the faces on the guys like LeBron and Joel and Bead and everybody are like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> yep. Oh, especially Joel and Bead, and uh, Bead really yeah. did not have a good poker face. Yes. Oh no. Steph Curry was not even trying. He was like, I'm trying, no. I'm trying, I'm trying. I can't, I can't, I can't. No. Well, you know what? There was a better version of the NBA All-Star Game National Anthem back in 1983. And it was sung oh. by the one, the only, the late great Marvin Gaye. Oh. Ooh. And this is considered one of the all-time Great national anthem performances. I'm ready for this, man. All right, here we go. This is 1983 NBA All-Star Game at the LA Forum. Marvin Gaye singing the national anthem. Marvin didn't try to be magic or charismatic and all that. He just was. Even when he sung the national anthem, I mean, it was Marvin Gaye. You know, it was just unique. It was special. Can you see You better sing it, Martin. What so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleam. You better sing it, Marvin. Shout out to Jamal Wilkes. And that sweet-ass Denver Nuggets warm-up jacket. With the, with the mountain and the city and the rainbow? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the best, man.
Now that was the okay, complete I... opposite of Fergie. Yeah. Yeah, I got a question to ask. Yeah. How many women got pregnant off that national anthem? Oh yeah. Oh boy. Oh my gosh. And also, you, you were talking about the the sweet ass warm up of the Denver Nuggets. Oh yeah. That, that was Kiki Vandaway. Oh yeah, Kiki nice. Vandaway. Yes. Nice. But I want to say one thing. This version of the national anthem was so great yes, it that was. when the NBA on CBS ended after the 1990 NBA Finals, what was the last thing they did over the closing credits to wrap up the they NBA? They signed on off CBS? with the national anthem by For, Marvin Gaye. Yes, they did. That was the last thing on the NBA on CBS, the Marvin Gaye performance of the national anthem. And it wow. was everything. It was absolutely everything. Yeah. Check it out on YouTube, the closing credits of the 1990 NBA Finals. Meanwhile, okay, we, we've talked about singers, singing the national anthem, talked about one actor who will never speak up again, but we didn't talk about the fans getting into it, did we? Oh, really? Fans? Fans. Huh. And I think this is, you know what? I think this is appropriate because the Islanders are still playing as we're recording as we're recording yeah because they're right now going to game seven baby isn't that right zaza nothing easy nothing easy we're going to game seven baby game seven game seven thank you zaza but you know what i I like to give the islanders a lot of crap but they're fans they're just awesome Hey, if you could stomach going to the Nassau Mausoleum, all power to you. Hey, they're tearing that thing down later this year. No, they're but, not. They, no, it's staying up. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, the Islanders moved, are just... They're just moving to Belmont. Oh. They renovated Nassau Coliseum like years ago during that period when the Islanders went to Brooklyn for like a couple of years. Okay, so they're basically astrodoming the Nassau Coliseum then. Sort of, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, here now, the Islanders helping somebody sing the national anthem. I believe this was game three of, this was actually a couple weeks ago. This was game three against the Lightning? Mm-hmm. Okay. Game three against the Lightning. This was actually a couple weeks ago. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting tonight's colors is the United States Coast Guard. And now, please join Nicole Revive as we sing together our national anthem. Oh, sorry, can you see by the dawn's light so Classy.
Wow. Well, that, that was magical. Oh, I'll say this. It is nice to see the Nassau Coliseum for once filled with fans when they're not booing John Tavares when he comes from Toronto. Oh, God. Well, uh, that was probably one of the best things to ever happen to the National Anthem. Yeah. Let's oh. go to one of the worst. Oh, no. Uh, guys, remember when Butterbean was a thing? Oh, yeah. I, I know Bart oh, Gunn no. remembers when Butterbean was a thing. Oh, I remember him. Yeah. He was a thing. He fought overseas. And when he fought overseas, they sang our national anthem. Oh, well, no. Well, they tried to, anyway. Oh. They... This one gets filed under God bless him, he's trying. Oh, say can you see my dog's early light Where so proudly he by the fire lines that <laughs> Look at Butterbee, he's like, what is this Did anybody get the name of that guy? Butterbee's like, I'm about to kill somebody in this place. It's not the guy standing ahead of me. Um, yeah, I, uh, who was that guy anyway? I, I probably should have done some research. Eh, some jabroni. I don't know what's more disturbing. That guy's singing or the fact that, like, Butterbean has no chin. It's, like, all neck below the mouth. Did you see Butterbean on that Dark Side of the Ring episode about the brawl for a while? That episode of Dark Side of the Ring was probably like eight or nine years after this fight. He has aged like 20, 30 years since that fight. Yeah. Jeez. Anyway, I was a Polish singer. Oh my god. That's all I know. Oh, oh wait, I do know one thing. I do, is... know, I do know one thing. The Rockets were indeed... There. Oh, wait. Hold on. I think we might have just found it. It was, uh... No, it wasn't. Oh. Unknown Singer Murders Anthem. Oh, that's what he's going to be known for. He's going to be ever. known as Unknown Singer the Murders un Anthem. The Unknown Singer. The Tomb of the Unknown Singer. Here lies in all honored glory. Honored? Glory, a guy who butchered the national anthem, his identity known but to God. That's well, what they're going to put on his tombstone. Well, do you want to talk about a known singer that just absolutely destroyed an anthem? Oh, God. What is it? Oh, her. So oh, oh her? Not, no, no, not her. She sang fight song for crying out tears. Okay, so who Chico's referring to is Rachel Platten, who sang fight song. But clearly, uh, the national anthem is not her right song. This is pretty bad, especially when uh, the, uh, the, the people in attendance have to help her out. And oh. not just once. Fired up. 
under bless her she tried mm. yeah yeah uh, but i don't know who did it worse no i do know who did it worse the actual uh audience and attendance who actually recorded that but i mean yeah. rachel rachel platten's a great singer she really is i love her i love yeah. her a lot okay so guys i got one more before we get to the main event okay so we're going to go back to March 31st, 1985 at Madison Square Garden for the first WrestleMania. Now, the WWF was trying to get a famous singer to perform the national anthem. And apparently, legend says that whoever they got, they've never told who the singer was supposed to be, did not show up for the event. So they needed somebody in a pitch to perform the national anthem. So who'd they get, guys? Unknown Polish singer. I don't know. No. They got Mean Gene Okerlund. You All know right. what? Oh, my. You know what? I could see that happening. I could see that happening. All right. So he, here has, we... a, he has a very robust broadcaster voice. Oh, he does. Okay, so here we go. Howard Finkel introducing Mean Gene Okerlund at the first WrestleMania. Here we go. And now. Anthem is the World Wrestling Federation's own Mean Gene Okerlund. He didn't believe it either. No, he didn't. Look at that. He looked at what, looked at the card. And was like, really? Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to need a little help on this one. So if you would please join us with the Star Spangled Banner. 
say two things first it almost sounded like he had to uh, to catch a cab or something that was a little uh, bit sped up his tempo his his tempo his cadence was a little faster than usual but also second right into the final verse everybody (laughs) (laughs) he did not break character he did not break kayfabe once no he did not and god bless you mean gene that that was great. Oh, fantastic. that was a spirited effort. That really, it, it, it may not be one of the best ever, but by far was it one of the worst ever. Oh, um, no. it was way better than Fergie. Oh, oh yes. totally. And hey, if he concentrates, maybe he'll rise to the level of Mark Anthony. Now, do we have to- No, we don't have time for that. Anyway. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know what? We will revisit this some other time. Some other time. Because okay. we barely yeah, scratched we... the purchase. But for now, we have... Uh, this is what you came to see. <laughs> this is perhaps the be-all, end-all of the best of the worst Star-Spangled Banners ever broadcast on television. <laughs> This was, Greg, set the stage, would you please? Okay, so this is, what, early 90s, Meadowlands Arena. Yeah, it was like 91 or 92, I believe. Yeah, Chicago Bulls against the New Jersey Nets at the Meadowlands Arena. And who'd they get to perform the national anthem this night? I'm Carl Lewis. I race horses. I'm Carl Lewis. I'm Carl Lewis, man. I race horses. I'm the fastest man in the world. I am the fastest man in the world, Joe Piscopo. You're the fastest man in the world. In the world. I can't believe you came out here with a person out of wheelchair to try to beat Carl Lewis. I am Carl Lewis, man. I'm Carl Lewis. I'm Carl Lewis. It's like he graduated to Crazy Eyes in 1990. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we talked about Carl Lewis earlier this year, and you don't know Jack. And yes, we're going we to be, talk, be talking about him again next month. In man versus beast, oh, he's gonna race an elephant. He's gonna race an elephant. I'm Carl Lewis. Mike, you can't wait for man versus beast, can you? Oh gosh, that might be one of the most fun episodes we'll ever do. Man this versus is... beast and man versus beast two, <laughs> the most anticipated episode of the podcast ever. Perhaps 
ever. <laughs> the elephant Possibly racing on the elephant and the one hundred little people pushing an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> It's so offensive, but so great. It's the greatest spectacle of sport in America, or I should say, the world. So this clip, uh, we're not giving you the full national anthem. We're giving you the way that ESPN aired it the following day on SportsCenter. With Charlie Uh, Steiner. With Charlie Steiner, including his commentary at the end. And if you've never heard it, stick around to the end because it may be one of the most classic moments in ESPN history. Yes. Okay, let's play it right now. Here we go. Bertie Harry said in one of his movies that a man's got to know his limitations. Carl Lewis apparently didn't see the movie. If his rendition of the Star Spangled Banner prior to the Nets Bulls game last night is any indication, as a public service, we present now only excerpts. Ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem. All right, are we all ready? Scott off key. Those were last night's low lights. They were last night's highlights. One eight hundred two three five dead. Oh yeah. my gosh! Speaking of dead, did you see Derek Coleman in the background? He had his warm up co- covered up to his nose. He was hiding his laughter. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know I shouldn't laugh at this. I know I shouldn't laugh at this. If he knew what was going to happen with Steph Curry about 20 years later, he'd be like, Oh, if he you saw- know what? Screw it! If he could see in the future and see the reaction on Draymond Green's face. <laughs> he'd be like, Screw it! Nope. 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 I'm done. No, if Joel Embiid can laugh at it, I can laugh at it. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. And of course, the best line of all, written by Francis Scott off key. <laughs> and Charlie Steiner can't contain his laughter. Oh my gosh. It's like, at, at the end of the, you know what? When the big book of life is written about Charlie Steiner, they're going to have next to his name one line. Written by Francis Scott Offkey. Like I said, best sports center moment ever. It was. Perhaps. Oh, yeah. In the world. Oh, my God. And, and, I, I and think that was think, a fitting end to this show. Yeah, it was a fitting end. Ladies and gentlemen, the Star Spangled Banner. For better or for worse, it was a thing on TV. And yes, there's more where that came from. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Who knows? But we can tell you this. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, uh, we, we have a new episode coming out on Thursday, and this is maybe Greg's masterpiece. Oh, it is. Oh yeah, we've been waiting oh, a it, year for this. Yes, and and we have a lot of information about this topic we're going to talk about, and it, it ties into what we've talked about today. I don't want to get too much deeper into it, but it, it's something that is centered around our patriotism. Let's say our, that. Yeah. Our, our patriotism, our shared heritage, our pride as Americans, and our love of country. Yeah. And of course, fittingly, this is a fitting topic for episode 176. Oh, I see what I you did there. That. That's why. Well, that's a good point. That's why I timed it. Nice. Ah. Good job, Greg. Oh, yeah. But in any event, you can catch that episode and all of our other episodes right here at ItWasTheThingOnTV.com. Of course, we have uh, all the episodes, all the minisodes, all the live shows, links to our socials, links to our YouTube. Do not forget to follow us on all social media. And do not forget to follow us on YouTube. And when you do, hit subscribe, hit the bell to stay up to date on future entries like the one we have on Thursday that we just talked about. Oh, yes. I can't wait for that. Oh, yeah. Okay. But okay, let's get on to some, some serious business, okay? Now, I just want to say before we end this episode, I have something I want to address. Earlier this week, a person who we'll not name took to our Facebook page and cried about how, quote unquote, childish we were regarding the use of the Mr. Black clip in our Tonight Show with Conan episode and said he, quote unquote, turned off the episode after two minutes, then proceeded to whine about stuff like he seemed like he was acting as Mr. Black's PR agent and how quote-unquote wrong we were about him being the bad guy, even though he claimed to shut the episode off after two minutes. Now listen, I want to stress something right now. We are and have always been an entertainment podcast. Let me emphasize it for you. Entertainment podcast. We try to be informative about the subjects we cover, but we always try to make the show entertaining with our brand of jokes and whatnot. Not every joke may be something you like, but if you don't like it, you can just turn the episode off and not make a scene of it. Or if you have a problem with what we said, either DM us or send something to our show email, which by the way, is, it was the thing on TV at gmail.com. Don't be a jerk publicly on social media about how butthurt you are that we think a TV personality that you like is a jerk when we're trying to be funny while stating our honest opinions about what we talk about. Me, Mike, and Chico have not always agreed on everything if you've listened to all the 174 episodes previous to this one, but we don't try to argue about it. Even if we don't agree with something, we at least agree to disagree because we are adults about it. It's ironic that this person complained about us being childish when he himself was being childish in his response regarding our opinions publicly about the two individuals we have disdain for. And we've made no secret in the episodes before it that we have no respect for either Mr. Black and Jeff Zucker as people in the industry or as human beings in the way they've acted and treated certain individuals, such as the staff of Conan O'Brien during the whole dispute of The Tonight Show in early 2010. If you have a problem with what we say, either say it to us privately or shut the episode off, or you can just not listen to us at all. And I'll say, truth be told, if you're going to act that way, 
I'd rather not have you as a listener of our podcast at all if you're going to be a jerk public about it. So that's all I have to say regarding the matter, and I'll let Mike and Chico speak if they have any thoughts. You summed it up very nicely. And if I may add us being childish about something that you obviously have a strong fervor for. Have you listened to the podcast before? We're childish about everybody. Even the people we like. I mean, even the people we like. I mean, come on. And I have to wonder, and I'm going to open that can of worms. Did you even listen all the way through? Yeah. You notice how he never mentions he talks about how, oh, Conan failed. But he never, this is the reason why. If you shut the episode off after two minutes, we explain the exact reasons why. It's because a certain person was in the slot 90 minutes before and, and sucked so bad that he destroyed the ratings of the late local news, thus hurting the ratings of The, the Night Show with Conan O'Brien. Gee, I wonder who that is. Hmm. Mr. Black. Yeah, we're going to actually keep doing that now. Since you hate it so much, we're just going to keep playing it. But that's all we got for now. Join us next time when we talk about something incredible, something amazing, something historic in more ways than one. And that's next time on It Was a Thing on TV. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for following us. We'll see you next time. Wow! Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. So, ladies and gentlemen, let us honor America as Mr. Palazzo will now sing our national anthem. Still.